0: we've got the whole night in the nba including two teams extending long
1: streaks and we've got a way to get deserving guys into the all-star game
0: and the WNBA has a new collective bargaining agreement which is a very very good thing it's the wednesday locked on nba podcast let's go
1: you are locked on the nba part of the locked on podcast network
0: Wednesday hump day and we're here to get you through it. We're your Wednesday host. I'm John Corrales. I'm the host of the Locked On Celtics podcast and I'm on Twitter at Reds Army underscore John.
1: And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Nola Jake. So we do a
0: thing here called Too Long Didn't Watch, but
1: uh we're going to split that in half into
0: Too Long Didn't Care because three of the six games in the association last night were very bad. So we're not going to talk about them. Good teams blowing out bad teams do not get a lot of play here on the Lockdown NBA podcast. So Clippers beating the Cavaliers 128-103. Kawhi drops 43. Colin Sexton has 25. That's all you need to know there. Dallas blows out the Warriors 124-97. Dwight Powell actually led the Dallas Mavericks with 21 points. Boban had 11 rebounds. Jordan Poole had 17 for the Golden State Warriors. The Milwaukee Bucks blew out the New York Knicks shocker 128-102 the score there Giannis Antetokounmpo the leader across the board 37 points 9 rebounds 4 assists Julius Randle had 25 and 15 okay now that games that were interesting the Brooklyn Nets Utah Jazz in Brooklyn beating Brooklyn Joe Ingles had 27 in this one, Kyrie dropped 32-11 and in the loss.
1: Yeah, this was just too much jazz. You know, they got some solid scoring all around. Bogdanovich with 18, Rudy Gobert had 22, Donovan Mitchell 25, and Jordan Clarkson even chips in 13 off the bench. And they turn the ball over just nine times on the night. When you do that and kind of shoot at 50%, like it's going to be tough to beat you.
0: Yeah, that, that's not going to re- result in a whole lot of losses. Uh Joe Ingles, like I said, 27. Go Bear, 22 points, 18 rebounds, a 9 of 12 shooting. Just a really good performance. The Utah Jazz now up to the second seed. Meanwhile, the Brooklyn Nets uh back to, I don't want to say struggling. They won a couple of games. But Kyrie's back, and now that leads to some questions.
1: Yeah, it does. It's not like they had been, you know, lighting the world on fire without him. They went on a decent losing streak there while he was out. So, like, I guess this is better to have him in the lineup, but they're still kind of just trying to figure out who they really are. You get a decent enough performance from Spencer Dinwiddie, 17 points, but it took him 17 shots to get there. And just no one else really kind of, you know, rises to the occasion. And yeah, you're going to lose the game if that's the case.
0: Meanwhile, the Utah Jazz, interesting, you know, they're on this 10-game winning streak, uh, but they've been doing it uh, without Mike Conley in the starting lineup. What's going to happen when he gets back? Just interesting things there in Utah. But right now, they've got it going, and they're the second seed in the West. The Atlanta Hawks beat the Phoenix Suns 123-110 in what might be Phoenix's worst loss of the season. Trey Young drops 36 points, 10 assists. Devin Booker 39, but, uh, not exactly great ending to the game for Book.
1: No, this is just like an unbelievably frustrating and disappointing loss for the Phoenix Suns. They were down by double digits. They come uh, storming back to take the lead and then basically just threw this one away through more or less immaturity. Devin Booker picked up two techs, got tossed. Kelly Oubre Jr. got a tech. And then like they just kind of, I don't know, fell apart is the best way to put it and ended up losing a game that was kind of winnable when they had all the momentum in this one.
0: Yeah, the, like you said, immaturity. And, and Phoenix, after the hot start, they're kind of back to who we thought they were. I guess the lesson with the Phoenix Suns is uh, don't overreact to big Novembers and even Decembers because things have a way of evening themselves out in the NBA. The Memphis Grizzlies, 121-110 winners over the Houston Rockets. The Grizzlies have won six games in a row, by the way. We in Boston are not happy about that because the Celtics have their pick that's protected one through six in this draft. I think everybody in Boston was expecting that to convey next year when it's unprotected, but, uh, the Grizzlies are 19 and 22. They're currently the eighth seed by, uh, leading the Spurs by a game and a half. John ja Morant, Jaron Jackson combination looks awesome.
1: Yeah, their young core is really good. I thought the Pelicans had the best young core in the NBA, but now they're making me think about it just a little bit. James Harden puts up 41, and it's not enough to get the win, though they didn't have Russell Westbrook in this one.
0: Yeah, but Harden, 13 of 37 from the field, 5 of 19 from 3. So, yeah, 41 points, but... It took him 37 shots to get there. Just that's that's not the type of performance that it, it, it's actually. It's the type of performance that makes people like me, who are the I'm not a big fan of watching James Harden. This is the type of game where you just watch him and you're like, this this is no fun. It's not it's not great to watch. Yeah, no Westbrook, but.
1: But still. Still yeah, exactly. They're still a better team, I think. And you had John ja Morant kind of out hardened hardened in this one, hit that step back three, like his signature move right over him and, uh, to kind of ice the game late. That was a pretty cool moment to see.
0: Ja, man, he's a star. I like this kid. He's really I mean, we we should talk about this more. I think we should. In fact, maybe we should take a break and come back and figure out a way to get John ja Morant on the all star team. I've been an athlete my whole life. I love getting in a good workout. But as I get older and busier, it gets harder. And after the holidays and all of those cookies, it's just tough. You feel me, right? Now there's a better option introducing Echelon Fit. Head over to echelonfit.com to discover their EX1 connected fitness bikes that offer a high quality at-home cycling experience at less than half the price of a Peloton. Echelon makes beautifully engineered products for everybody, busy moms and dads, first responders, elite athlete, whatever your activity level. And with daily live on-demand studio classes right in your home, you'll never have to set foot in a gym. You will love Echelon, but if you don't and you're not 100% satisfied, we'll give you your money back. So join hundreds of thousands of men and women who are getting fit with Echelon. Don't pay a ton for Peloton. Buy an Echelon bike today for under $1,000. Go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A to learn about their limited time, free apple ipad and complete details of this exclusive offer echelon it's your time that's e-c-h-e-l-o-n fit.com slash l-o-n-b-a echelonfit.com slash l-o-n-b-a night for future stars in the nba the memphis grizzlies beat the houston rockets and john morant helped close that game out he ended up with 26 points eight assists uh on 10 of 11 shooting like we just mentioned uh trey young you heard his stats earlier uh he had a big game closing out the uh phoenix suns uh finishing with uh let's see 36 points 10 assists uh, on 11 of 25, 5 of 12 shooting. I'm mean, just another big night for him. And Jake, I am making the push. I want both Trey Young and John Morant in the All-Star game. What do you think?
1: You know, I, I don't have a huge problem with it. You know, for some of those end of bench guys, I think, you know, they're kind of just, it's like pick, pick the flavor that you want. Do you like Trey Young? Do you like someone else? Do you prefer John Morant? Maybe Brandon Ingram, if I can be a bit biased, you know, any of those kind of guys. Like at that point, it's like nitpicking. So yeah, they've all been awesome and they're young guys in kind of the future of the league. So it makes some sense. Yeah.
0: That's my big thing. I was having conversations with people about this and you, you get this, this feeling. Uh, about the win, the wins matter, and I get it. I get it. Atlanta is the worst team in the NBA, nine and thirty-two, uh, or coming into this game. So uh, this was their tenth win. So they, um, no wait, that that was their ninth win. I'm sorry. So regardless, still worst team in the NBA. Trey Young's defense, big part of the reason why their defense sucks. I get it, but he's still out there uh, averaging almost thirty points a game. Uh, averaging eight and a half assists per game, th- those numbers are, are pretty big, and I, I think what the NBA should really do is expand the rosters to thirteen, because you you're already you've already got thirteen players active on a regular NBA roster anyway, so add one more spot and make that spot like a showcase spot because. People know Trey Young, but Ja is a rookie, and he's playing in Memphis, and the Memphis story is only just starting to pick up steam. Maybe listeners here know who he is and what he does, but like the casual fan is like, oh, yeah, maybe I heard about that guy. Put him in the All-Star game. Show him off. We talk about ratings all the time. Let the people see. Let the people get a, a, a glimpse of these young guys and, and what they can do. So you can start to fall for the next generation of player.
1: Uh, I So I don't hate this idea. I kind of like the idea of like one roster spot on both the East and West or for the East and West. And then they do the draft and all of that, where it's kind of like, I don't know, like a special spot that doesn't get used. Uh, like keep the other 12, how you normally do it. Now 50% fan voting. Was it 25% media, 25% yeah. players, like the coaches pick some of the reserves and stuff like keep all of that. And then use like the 13th spot on like, I don't know. It's like a wild card fun spot. And so, yeah, use it on Ja Morant, use it on Trey young. And it's like what they did last year with Dirk, where they threw him on there. And it's like, everyone loved that. Right. 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 And look, I don't think it can be just anybody,
0: you know, uh, Because, you know, you could throw Javante Green from the Celtics. Like, does anybody even know who Javante Green is? But he just jumps through the roof. So that would be fun. I want, like, I want it to be a pool of three or four guys. And maybe, maybe that could be almost like Major League Baseball does, where there's, like, somebody who just barely missed, like, one of the snubs. And there could be whatever, some qualification. You have to be under a certain age. You have to have whatever, like, Get a featured spot in there. My whole goal here is to get these guys exposure so they can ascend. And when Memphis is playing somewhere on the road, maybe the home team has, sells more tickets. Maybe there's uh, better ratings. Maybe there maybe there's a, a clamoring for some more Memphis games on national TV because Trey I mean uh because Ja is just so exciting that you gotta see him. So that that's my goal.
1: Uh, just, no, I like it. It makes sense. So maybe you don't do it every year and, or, you know, maybe every year there's just going to be kind of a small pool of guys for it. So let me ask you this. They do, let's say they do it this year and you've, I'm going to force you to choose. Mm-hmm. We'll look at the Eastern conference and we're going to look at Atlanta teammates here. What are you going to do if it's between Vince Carter and Trey Young?
0: Oh, no, I'm going Trey. I mean, I, really? Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But uh, geez, I know what you're doing. You gotta, you I know what you're doing. Here. I know what you're doing. No, I'm not and doing getting, anything. I'm Vince, genuinely curious, right? You're getting Vince that one more, but Vince has done it. He's I I, I would rather honor Vince in another way.
1: Put a I mean, he'll, he'll be honored plenty too. Right? But I'm saying you know, this. It was awesome with Dirk last year. It was. It was. Make make him like a, a referee.
0: <laughs> or okay. <something>. okay. <laughs> I don't know. Make him a, a special assistant coach or something. Uh I don't know. Uh, I my, Like I said, I want these young guys to be featured. I want the future of the league to be
1: featured in something other than the rookie. We're going to be talking league. about this in the next segment here. Growing the game and these future stars are – it's a star-driven league. We've seen that. Right. It is vitally important that these guys kind of get, I don't know, exposure early on. And then you get people kind of buying into their career growth and trajectory. And I think that's kind of how you build like affinity for a player. So I get it. I get where you're coming from. I just want to see Vince in there one more time.
0: I know. I know. Uh Somebody said put Vince in the dunk contest.
1: But like just one – We're d- going retro with it basically as is almost right now. <laughs> right,
0: right. But like get him – not even like a, um, not even in the contest. Like have Vince kick off the dunk contest with an honorary dunk. Just like he still can dunk. He dunks and warms all the time. It's not like he's gonna go out there and biff it. He's kick it off with, and it's almost like a starter's pistol. Vince goes off <laughs> and dunks it, and like everybody can just go off and like, okay, here we go. But like. One oh, that's more a dunk good compromise. Vince. I think one more dunk from Vince. Come out there, special guest, go out there, one dunk, give him a bunch of 50s, and then he walks off. Does his, it's over thing, like after Drops a mic? Yeah, yeah. Like remember when he did that dunk, the, uh, f- uh I forget what year it was, but he like uh, yeah, looked w- at the camera and did like, when he looked in the camera and he like did that, it's over, like he shook his head like it's over like he that was his game his contest clinching dunk. I know I realize that how I just said it. remember when he did that dunk <laughs> but again it we was got, we got
1: like twenty years it, worth of this
0: there was there was one famous like he looks in the camera and does the it's over thing. I don't know i can I can picture it in my head hopefully i'm I'm not sounding like too much of an idiot, but come on, one more dunk for vince that's that's my compromise.
1: I like it that's a good compromise. I can live with this cool they're both in I'm happy
0: all right. We'll leave that there. Tell us what you think. Reds Army underscore John on Twitter for me. Uh, at Nola Jake for Jake. Let us know what you think about this idea. Can you Adding a spot, a 13th roster spot for uh, a featured player on the All-Star Game. What do you think? Let us know. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the WNBA collective bargaining agreement and all of the ways that it's good. Stick around for more Locked On NBA. Today for the WNBA, the league and the Players Association announced a new collective bargaining agreement. That, uh, in a nutshell, kind of triples, essentially, the salaries there. The top players have the potential to make up to $500,000 in a year. Uh, the other top players who don't get those, because that's, subs- that's, that's the bonuses and stuff, the top players can get between two and three hundred thousand, and the average compensation will be somewhere around one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Uh, there are other things. There's uh, family planning. There's there's better travel. There's there's a lot of things here. So Jake, I mean this is this is a big big day for the WNBA. Lots of celebration online, which I think is very warranted. Uh, And the biggest thing is the potential for a 50-50 split in the revenues and really uh, a structure that that more closely mirrors what NBA players are getting percentage-wise.
1: Yeah, there's nothing about this that isn't good. I think they still have a little bit of a ways to go given that they just got some of these like almost basic things, you know, like maternity (laughs) leave and whatnot, which like really come on now. Um, They were paying for their own hotel rooms before. like. Some of this stuff is kind of insane, and like when you see these women going out there and playing, they're like almost at times literally playing for love of the game, not for anything else that it really makes it seem like. So getting a lot of this and just having like better quality of life I think is really good. I'd, I'd be a little cautious uh, with some of this, saying the average salary is going to be a certain thing because there could be outliers that are building that number up yes, and that's yes, far yes, that's different true. than the median or the mean. And so when I see that kind of being reported, like it's great. You want that number to be as high as possible? I don't know if that's gonna you know, you'd almost rather have them raise the minimum salary, maybe. But you're, you're overall correct. it it's this is only a good thing. And I look at this as like a real almost a real big day for the NBA because we're seeing a lot of people complaining about all the tweets that Caruso on the Lakers gets and the inordinate amount of coverage and I'm here in a small market, and I actually don't mind this because I don't think it has any sort of impact on it. And when I've said that, I've seen people kind of pivot to, well, it's not growing the game, and it's harming the game. Well, if you want to grow the game, you need to make the WNBA an attractive league to play in and to make women feel like they can have basketball as a career and a means to get more invested in the sport – and so I think this CBA, more than maybe anything the NBA is doing overall, is the best way to grow the sport of basketball. And so I'm really happy to see them just get some better benefits and then just help everyone when it comes to the NBA, the WNBA, and basketball in general.
0: I, I got to tell you, like, I wrote this story on, on Mass Live where I work and, and cover the Boston Celtics. And, you know, they say never read the comments. And I, I, I did. Ugh. And it's like if you feel the need – to make a negative comment on this, just shut up, walk away, because there's no need for that. If you don't like it, shut up about it. You don't have to like the WNBA. You don't have to be uh, in on this. It doesn't matter. It's not your money. It doesn't impact you at all. So if you don't like it, shut up about it. This is important. I think you made maybe the best point in all of this is making this league attractive two players to make this their primary league and the love of the game thing that you mentioned is absolutely why most of these women play this game because basketball season is happening right now there are women playing professional basketball yep. right now they're just doing it in Russia and Europe and and they're they're making money so better money give me me more it. money yeah they that's where they go and really a lot of these women are having a full season and then coming back and playing a full WNBA season and then going and playing another. They never have an off season, and, no, they, and, and they risk
1: injury that way too. That's so if exactly you what keep I was going to say. Stars, yeah, playing in your league. Well, then they need to be playing in your league and not hurt from playing in another league. Right. So the way the way the salaries are structured, the top players are are
0: gonna get somewhere between two hundred and three hundred thousand dollars, which is great. You can make like that's a good life playing professional basketball over the summer, and then from there you can have your obligations, you can do your whatever, you can have internships on the NBA side, it can really help grow careers. There are prize pools from tournaments and other competitions and other things that could boost some of those salaries up to that 500000 that I mentioned. So some of the best players in in the world can actually stick around. And that's something like Elena Deladon does anyway. She does not go mm-hmm. overseas. So she has like her own woodworking business that she probably know, needs. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She and her wife have like a woodworking business that is like, uh, another passion of theirs, and I'm sure that that helps supplement the income. And they actually need a dual income to kind of do the things that, that they need to do. And she, Elena Deladan, famously takes care of her sister and all of that stuff. So, uh, it's a, it's a, a huge step in just the equality and treating, uh, treating these players like professional players and, and some of the unique challenges that women who are mothers face on the road. So uh, the percentages thing, it's moving in the right direction. Uh, I'm excited that the, the NBA is making this level of a commitment because like you said, that just makes it more attractive. And you can go back to the early days of the NBA to see how yeah. much of a struggle starting a league is and to have them at least be subsidized in some part by the NBA and for the NBA to make this commitment is, is a huge deal.
1: No, it, it is. And again, they're getting like basic things that most people in a lot of jobs have too. So it's good. And again, it grows the game. You're going to have, and you and I have talked about this over summers here when things are a little bit slower, where they like kind of change some of the rules of basketball to be kind of the same up and down at all levels in an effort to grow the game, get more people involved and kind of move them through the pipeline a little bit. This helps that. Now maybe people pick up basketball, women pick up a basketball, and want to play because it's an actual viable right. league, whereas it maybe hasn't always been. So this is like a win for basically everybody, and I'm just very happy with it.
0: Yeah, and I think the the far-reaching effect is that uh, representation matters, and yes. you have the best players in the world, the best women basketball players in the world playing uh, on this stage. It's an affordable place to bring your daughters to go watch basketball, and they can see that women can play this game at a high level. Sports at a young age uh, fosters a lot of growth in young girls, uh, a lot of confidence, a lot of uh, learning, a lot of teamwork. Uh, it, it just makes them better. People. It teaches them valuable yeah. lessons. So this really has, it's more than just, hey, Elena Don gets to make, you know, $300,000 next year. Like that's great. She's earned it. She's probably earned more, but the net effect of it all is, is huge and, and too many, too many young girls in, quit sports. I, I forget what the statistic is, but Girls quit sports in high school at a far, far, far higher rate than boys do because they just don't feel welcome and comfortable. So this is another step in kind of making that, um, making that just more accepted and 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 tuning out some of the jerks who are making these comments and eventually. More people understand, like you know what those guys are jerks. those comments are not necessary, and we're we're creating just a more inclusive, better environment, and you know what else happens, Jake? those women who are in sports, maybe they don't become pros, but you know what they do? they become coaches, they maybe get into a pipeline to become an nBA coach their assistant coach, front office, yeah, you open up the pool of people who are smart at basketball to. A lot more people and it's gonna make the entire game of basketball better.
1: We get that here in New Orleans. You've got Teresa Witherspoon who's an assistant coach. You have Swin Tash who's in the front office now with a very high up position under David Griffin. They love both of them here in New Orleans. So again, it's just good all around. Like yep. there's no complaining about this.
0: Not at all. So we'll we'll leave it at that. It's a great day. And, uh, I'm excited that the, uh, the NBA has done that. I'm excited that you all have chosen to listen to the locked on NBA podcast sites for that because, you know, we're here, we're putting in the work and we hope that you're enjoying the show. So you've made it this far. I'm going to say that maybe you have. So hope you've, uh, enjoyed it enough to subscribe. Go ahead and do that. All of you regular subscribers, go ahead and give us that five-star rating and a good written review. Every Wednesday, we're your hosts. I'm John Corrales. You can find my work on MassLive.com. I'm the host of the Lockdown Celtics podcast, and you can find me on Twitter at Red's Army underscore John.
1: And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Lockdown Pelicans podcast, and the host of the Pelicans official Twitch show, Twitch.com/slash Pelicans NBA. We'll be live on Thursday before the game, uh, so make sure you check that out.
0: And David Locks up tomorrow on the Lockdown NBA podcast. Check that out. Thanks for listening here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.